0: Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guests, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We wanna thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms helps your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, and it has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with being an athlete. Final Forms also helps with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms helps with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to thank Area Scouts for their support. Area Scouts provides athletes ages 8 and up with state-of-the-art assessments and sport and movement-specific development programs that are for all skill levels in all sports. Area Scouts also provides a -a one-of-a-kind worldwide online platform emphasizing sport specific performance while focusing on overall athlete health and safety. And the best part, Area Scouts also works with youth, high school, and college coaches from across the country. Go to areascouts.com Dot .com right now to enroll your athlete or team in the base assessment today that's areascouts.com we also want to thank sideline interactive sideline interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year and create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touch screen consoles and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or Email them at sales at vital signs com. That's sales at vital signs wallofame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams uh, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform, they have online tools. Smart cameras like the Huddle Focus, there's always been analytics, but there's a whole lot more. Huddle is built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more, about what huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a huddle school go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals remember at huddle we power sports we also want to say thanks to hometown ticketing the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges you can find out more about what hometown ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD podcast. We've got another international guest today. We're going all the way across the world, uh, 24 hours away to Taiwan. And we're going to visit with Ken Su. Ken is a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at the Kaohsiung American school in Taiwan or Tainan city in Taiwan. Ken, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dr.
1: Scherzer. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be on the show. Uh, uh, I should say, I should say, I'm a former AD. I I actually uh, uh, decided to get myself a little bit break to regrow my well-being. Uh, so I've been I've been hitting the job market for the past few months. So this is this is actually a good practice again. This is like an interview session again. So I hope I hope I can. Uh, grab this opportunity to, to not only share with my experience in athletics uh, around students, uh, as well as uh, my desire in in sharing how passionate I have towards sports, like the rest of OADs and all sports fans like yourself.
0: Oh, well, that's kind of exciting uh, on the start of a new adventure, and uh, I have had uh, we're we're closing in on three hundred interviews. But uh, I've had a couple of our guests actually tell us later on that they were in that same position, that they were, you know, looking for a new uh, uh, a new challenge, and the person that they were interviewing with for the job had actually listened to their interview and was impressed. <laughs> so uh, here you go, no pressure, okay. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio, um, you know where you' were born, where you grew up, uh, some sports background and and what how your path has led you to where you're at today.
1: Absolutely. Before I started, I wanted to show this is the book that i that that I, I should say because of these past few months that i that I stepped away from the busy work as a teacher as a d. I was able to get into uh, more resources like your podcast. So this led to me order this book by Amazon, shipping direct to Taiwan, and learn so much from all the ads, not just by listening to it and then by reading it, reviewing it myself. Um, like I just shared with you, uh, after interview ver, winter, several interviews, I think uh, I, I I think I can better present myself. Uh, my journey in three big chunks. Uh, One is uh, my education life. Uh, I, even though I have American citizenship, I was uh, born and grew up in Taiwan all the way till uh, age of 20 after serving the mandatory military service. Then I started my college education in California. Um, That was the very first time I experienced the differences uh, education approach from the East to the West. Um, I I have to say, I have to be honest, I've never been a good student when it comes to learning. Uh, um, I have to say that uh, those few years that I spent uh, in uh, these States that gave me, mm-hmm. they opened up my mind, especially in the sports world, because the, oh, the entire sports, uh, ed- uh, feel and so-called down the road the, the the profession is so mature comparing to here in Taiwan so that was the very first time uh, when 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 I get to the States there was the very first time I saw what ESPN is about and that's nothing I have never dream of when or, or heard of when I was in Taiwan so they opened up my entire world of sports. Um, After spending six years in the States, I finished my college education. And I was planning, I I got into my master's in sports management ready to go again, but then because uh, family calls that I have to return back to Taiwan. And one thing led to another. I was planning to continue my education back then, but then uh, I figured that uh, by that time I was about to hit 27, 28, I figure it's time to test the real world university. I have to see what is out there instead of continue to stay in the school. Um, that's the first part of my education. So the second part is when I actually hit the, the, the real world, the, the, the world of sports. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to start up my uh, career as a sports uh, translator for a local baseball, professional teams in Taiwan. So my my main job was to help all the expert players coming from the States, Netherlands, Dominican Republic, Spain, Uh, they were recruited to play in Taiwan. And my job, on one hand, I was the the nanny for them to take care of their daily life on and off the field. On the other hand, I am am the liaison between the coaches. the players how they can put they can perform the most they can show the best of themselves on the field to help the team to win um and just like a lot of uh um people when they were several years in the particular position in the, uh, in in the same field uh they either feel comfortable in the comfort zone they, they wanted to continue their way but i figured that uh baseball what's, what what will be the next or the highest level that i can i can learn from i can reach that's major league baseball so i i was very bold i i, I approached those uh, foreign coaches and players and said if you, if you happen to know any coaches or teams they they wanted to look for someone to help them internationally in taiwan then i'm all for it so i guess i guess my my interaction with those players. I think I worked okay. I served them well. So uh, opportunity came. Uh, I I was, I I, I don't, I I never know I was prepared or not, or yet Uh, I was able to start to work for major league teams as a part-time international scout in Taiwan. Start off uh, with the Twins uh, and then led to the Red Sox, eventually then with the Yankees. So I worked for the Yankees in Asia for eight years. Uh, It was a very fun time. Um, Even though I missed uh, working on the field, actually step on the field to pick up foul balls, to to catch fly balls during pregame BPs. But then uh, working as a scout, I think it actually connects to later on my my step into the education field is very connected because uh, working at the scale, my main job was to look for young talents here in Taiwan, uh, also in different Asian countries. Um, by looking at those young uh, student athletes at the age of 13, 14, all the way up to age of 18, I think it it, it matters a lot uh, between sports and education. How can how can I find the balance between I, I want this talent coming from this kid, but at the same time, should I also care for his future education moving forward? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's second bar of my, my first profession after coming out of college. And then one thing led to another, moving into the becoming a teacher is like coming out of. Out of nowhere, I was visiting an American school here in Taiwan, uh, the head of school at that time. Uh, he used to be a college player himself in the States and his roommate happened to be one of the Yankee keepers back that time. So I went to the school to visit him and then a year later, we just kept com- communicating because it's sports, it's baseball. So we com- keep communicating uh, often and then just one day he said, Ken, I am in need of a middle school PE teacher. Would you like to give it a shot? I said, Dr. Farrell, I said, I have no experience being a teacher at all. I, I, I work with young kids, but I have no experience at all. And then uh, the head of school just said, Ken, I am a player and I also look at players myself before too. And I've been in the educational field for so long I could tell that you, there is something in you, then you could be a future educational profession to work with youngsters. So I say, okay, we, as, 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 as a sports guy, we, we never back down. We don't, we don't say no, so we give it's it true. a try. I gave it a try and my I share the same story with all my friends, all my colleagues, even with my students. I said, first day on the job, without any experience at all, first thing I did, I was using all the, the, the memory I have back in the days when I was a student, uh, when, when I was a college student in these days, all those TV dramas that I saw that I wanted to be students' friends. And they were simply aiming alive life, first day in class, especially in physics. So I it was a mess, I have to say it was a mess. I was, uh, there was no, no structure, no, no norm being set. Uh, students had no idea what to do, and I didn't know what to do. I thought it, I thought it should be easy. But then, no, it's totally different. It takes practice and it takes knowledge, it takes learning. So when I quickly reached out to my colleagues, uh, to the head of school, and then he offered me a lot of instructions. He he, he gave me a lot of help. They also led me to my my pursuit of the NIAAA all the certifications, because that's that's what he recommend to me. So I that, that I have to thank him for for that. Uh, so uh, step into the field of ed- education, and this year's moving to, moving into my first decade, ten years compared to you, my first ten years. Um, I had the luxury of. Uh, working with short time with a student back home in the States. I took a year and a half off, uh, brought my family to New York uh, with another profession. Uh, my extended family was looking to expand their uh, furniture business in the States. So he asked, they asked me if I wanted to give it a try. So I said, it's a, it's a good opportunity for me to actually see uh, and experience how the school education looked like for my daughter from the beginning, because my daughter was born here, went to the American school here in Taiwan, never actually experienced how the education is like back home in the States. So she was able to attend schools in New York. And then, because of my passion working with mm-hmm. students and sports, I signed up for becoming an after school volleyball basketball coach with one of the private schools in New York. That was my very first time getting to work in the environment uh, uh, seeing uh, teachers on the other side of the planet uh, uh, continent how they work in the 80s how they run things and then after the year and a half uh, had the opportunity to return back to the same school started as a middle school teacher again that I told myself I should have more experience to restart, restart again, and then a year later, a year later, fortunate uh, retake, uh, become the AD again, and and felt much more comfortable doing the job. Uh, so that's where I am, and I think uh, when when it comes to time that you feel that uh, you. It, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't see yourself moving into the direction you're looking for sometimes to step back, uh, slow down a little bit, and then regroup yourself and then restart again. So that's where I am now. Thank you.
0: Uh, well, people who listen to the podcast regularly hear me say this all the time, but it is true. I just love hearing the stories and the twists and turns that, you know, impact careers. Um, you know, so I appreciate you sharing all of that. Very cool stuff. For our listeners, our guest today is Ken Su. He's an International Athletic Director, Certified Master Athletic Administrator uh, from Taiwan. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Okay. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and it has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms for their student-athletes. Final Forms also can help with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with rosters with eligibility and all the reports that come across your desk and it does this with secure language translation and ada compliance you know it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes to take the next steps and find out what final forms can do for you go to finalforms.com forward slash jake that's finalforms.com forward slash jake to get started with the final forms team Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Ken Su, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and International AD uh, in Taiwan. Ken, you had all that experience uh, working in uh, professional baseball. Uh, you had your adventures as a middle school PE teacher. And then all of a sudden, now you're at the athletic director. Talk a little bit about that transition. Um, how was it you know, taking over and, and being the, the leader of the entire athletic department?
1: Uh, thank you uh, i think uh, just like a lot of us just uh, you ask all the time what what's the young ad what 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 are they trying to do what are they thinking about uh, when i first become a middle school teacher uh, after just short one year on the job i i, I feel like looking at what my colleagues as the ad what she what she had done uh, I thought of, oh, I could do the same thing. I, I, I could even do better, like back in my mind, I, I should be able to do the job. So when the position first got open, then I, I approached the head of school say, I, I, I want to give it a shot. I, I, I knew I can do the job, but then he simply uh, shared with me, say, can I, I I, could see how, uh, how much, uh, um, how strong, that the passion you have towards sports, working with students. Um, but then you, you need time to develop yourself. You need more time to learn. Uh, first thing to learn in, in the classroom settings, the working with students that can actually help you, lead you to the next bigger job, let's say the AD job. So uh, a year and a half, two years later, the AD job became available again. And then at that time, the head of the school said, Ken, uh, I would like you to take on the assistant AD position first. Uh, the mainly job is to overlook the high school aspect. So he would like to leave the middle school to another AD so we can work together. At the same time, uh, he wanted me to learn from another, the middle school AD who had more experience, who had right. been in the AD role first. So he wanted me to look for more support and learn from the experience. The person become my mentor at that time. And I appreciate that a lot because uh, when I actually step into the role in the so-called the administrative role, it was so much unknown that I thought I knew. Uh, so it was, it, was a, it was a mess. So I, I again, I continued to learn and then very, uh, very strong push from the head of school at that time asked me to start to look for those uh, professional development opportunity and I triple a so i i start off to be to learn to take to take courses to become a register uh, middle school ad and then start all the journey even the, with the support from the head of school he sent me to take the CAA exam all the way from taiwan to wisconsin so i appreciate so much i learned so much so i i i think uh, for me, myself, my experience, as well as those uh, young uh, physique teachers who who thought that AD job should should be a piece of cake, um, you have that strong desire is good. But but I would strongly recommend and to to uh, outreach and look for resources, professional development opportunity where you can uh learn the very basic understanding and then learn from the experience once ask ask questions and then once you have opportunity to step into the role, uh don't don't aim for something that's really big. If you have, if you get get your get your foot in there first, and then once you get more comfortable with it, when the opportunity comes, you can fit you can fill in there right away, no problem. So that's my experience.
0: Yeah, there's that expression, uh, you don't know what you don't know. Um, you know, you shared very, uh, very candidly your experiences that first day as a middle school teacher and how, you know, it was just chaos. Um, was there a moment uh, when you were an athletic director that at the opposite end of that spectrum, you know, that you just knew, hey, I can do this job, I can be good at this job. Was there a moment that that, uh, awareness came that, you know, hey, I, I know what I'm doing.
1: Um, I had to say uh, I felt m- way much more comfortable, uh, as you just shared, it's actually my second return back to the same school. Uh, when, I, when I did the middle school phys for another year and a half and then re- retake the AD job, then I feel, then at that time I feel very comfortable and I knew what I wanted to accomplish. And I think I was lucky because I was returning back to the same school setting that pretty right. much I, I knew the student body. Uh, I knew how the school culture looks like. So it it made my AD AD road much easier in terms of I, I knew what I wanted to come to based on my previous experience. Uh, but I think. Again, as, as you and the rest of experienced ADs, I think experience matters so much that one thing build up on top of another and then learn, learn from every failure, embrace every success.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. Experience is, is a great, great teacher. Okay? For our listeners, we're visiting today with Ken Su, a certified master athletic administrator uh, all the way from Taiwan. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Area Scouts for their support of the podcast. Area Scouts provides athletes ages eight and up with state-of-the-art assessments and sport and movement-specific development programs for all skill levels in all sports. Area Scouts also provides a -a one-of-a-kind worldwide online platform emphasizing sport-specific performance while focusing on overall athlete health and safety. And the best part, area scouts works with youth high school and college coaches from across the country go to area and enroll your athlete or team in the base assessment today that's area welcome back everyone to the educational ad podcast again our guest today is ken sue certified master athletic administrator all the way from Taiwan. Ken, one of the questions we always ask our guests uh, is to share the mentors that they've had in their career. Uh, none of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the mentors that helped you along the way?
1: Um, thank you. Um, I think just like all the 80s that were on your show before that, I think, of course, my parents, like every everyone that's they, they are the one that made who I am today. Um, it, it, it's, I, I have to say it's hard for me to pinpoint specific mentors throughout my career. But I appreciate everyone who, who support me along the way uh, in my baseball career as a scout, as a translator, coaches on the field, my supervisor from the Yankees, from the Sox, from the Twins, uh, I remember share a sh- very short story. There was one time I was trying, we were trying to sign a kid. Uh, and because of my uh, culture, because of my heritage connected to Taiwan, and I, I, we ended up didn't get to sign the kid. And uh, my supervisor came all the way from New York to Taiwan and stood in front of the lobby in the hotel, said to me, say, Ken, I understand you care for the kid. But at the same time you have to remember who are you working for so that's also a good learning uh, and coachable moment for myself that that i think that's very important in our profession that we have to understand um, there's a connection between uh, our job and kids and and school and families but then we have to know at what time when and and in in what perspective we have to serve in the big picture And then the last but not least, the education part of my career, the mentors that I met, uh, those uh, head of schools uh, throughout my careers, that supported me, brought me into the educational field, Dr. Farrell, and then Dr. Pruger, also the succeeding head of school, gave me me all the liberty to do things that I wanted to. I think the the trust in there, just like parents, the trust the parents have in their kids, uh, all those mentors I've been through, the trust they have in me, they allow me to do to, to learn in my career, in my life, and become who I am today. So I appreciate every single. It's it's too hard for me to name out every single one of them. And regardless, I do I I did play a little bit sports throughout my student career, but then there were just too many of them. But I, I do want to thank every single one of them. Uh, every moment that, that 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 knocked me down, that, 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 that bring me back up, those are those are the ones that I appreciate a lot in my career.
0: Yeah, you make a good point. You know, there's just so many people along the way. Um, you know, you, you can look back uh, even to first and second grade primary teachers that uh, you know, it, it might not have been a big impact, but they had an impact on on how we turned out and the things we're able to do thanks so much for sharing uh once again for our listeners we're visiting today with ken sue certified master athletic administrator uh he's visiting with us today from taiwan we're going to take another quick break but we'll be back with more this is the educational ad podcast we also want to say thanks to huddle for their support remember at huddle we power sports over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. There's always been analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's also built for every level of play from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches, the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting again with Ken Su, Certified Master Athletic Administrator from Taiwan. Ken, we have a lot of young ADs that listen to the podcast, and I think it's important to kind of share you know, our story uh, about our journey with our national organization. So talk a little bit about how you first became aware of NIAA you know you mentioned you took the uh, the middle school courses and the exam but how did that all play out and how has it uh, helped you as an athletic administrator
1: um i think as i mentioned earlier that my head of school then uh, he used to be a, he used to be a, a a college player himself being in, involved in sports all his life uh, uh, he's a very close friend with uh, Spurs head coach, so we were, <laughs> we were, we were, we were one time emailing back with each other at that time, and um, I think he mentioned one thing very important to me. He said, "Can uh being in the at the international school setting uh the the disadvantages that uh you don't get that uh, many opportunities to, to experience a variety of uh, uh, sports environment like those ADs or those sports people in the States back home. So uh, being able to involve in an in established organization uh, in this particular field will, act, will help you to build up uh, your foundation in terms of understanding uh, how to run a organization, Uh, how to run the organized sports, how to run the organized uh, uh, department. So he suggests an IAAA to me. I took a look and uh, as mentioned, without any educational background, I think at that time, I thought this would be the perfect entry point for me, uh, uh, with someone being with the goal to becoming uh, uh, heavily involved in, in sports education uh in the future in my career so i started i started as to as a registered middle school athletic administrator and then one one day after another uh, uh, told my head, head of school the next step will become in the CAA and he said whenever you're ready let me know i'll send you over whatever you think you can pass the exam i said okay so one thing led to another. When time when time came, he said, "Ken, hey, it's time to go." So he flew me all the way to Wisconsin uh, to took the CA exam. I still remember it was in the it, it was in the resort. I was so nervous, like like ready for the for the SAT exam or something like. Uh, cause I I, I, I a, a, as a as a I think I think it, it also matters to my cultural background that I wanted to make sure that when people offer you opportunities you want to make sure that you bring the most of yourself to make the person and make yourself proud so i want to grab the opportunity to make sure it worked so the very first visit i nailed it i got it done and then and he was very happy for me but then he said can uh, continue to learn never stop learning uh it will only benefit yourself your department your organization and, the most important your student athletes so that's what that's led me to my continuous learning to pursue and complete my my cmaa so i think the entire journey uh i i i could uh, probably sum it's continuous learning uh there were things that i don't know because i don't have i never had opportunity to actually experience and see environment back home in the states i can only visualize but then just like all the athletes, if you wanted to do it, even though it's 1 a.m., that the PD, the particular LTI course is 1 a.m. here in Taiwan time, I got up, get it done, finish it. So I think that's important. If you determine to finish it, then you will show the same determination as the AD to serve your school community and your student-athletes.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the recurring themes that we hear a lot uh, about being a lifelong learner. Talking about the exam, um, you know, the success rate, the pass rate, uh, and for young ads, the the CAA, it's not graded; it's pass or fail. Uh, but the pass rate is very high. It's you know well over ninety percent. But uh, having been on the certification committee for many years and administering that exam both at the state and the national level, I can tell you that. I don't think there's a single person that's ever taken that exam, myself included, uh, that wasn't nervous about passing it. You're gonna pass, but uh, that apprehension is, is always there. Uh, real quickly, uh, you're also a certified master at the athletic administrator. What was your project on for your CMAA?
1: Uh, my project at that time is actually led to my what I have accomplished when I my during my second return back home in. At the same school, I my project was looking into re- reconstruct the entire uh, athletic program. Uh, how how could I establish a program that serve? Uh, it's because uh, my school is a K through twelve school, so how could I serve the entire school community, uh, where students uh, student athletes were able to. Uh, uh, in approach sports from the fun perspective, then eventually that to uh, choose particular sports uh, they wanted to dive into when they move into the junior varsity, varsity level. And then how can I uh, take a, advantage of the, lo- the, the local community's support? So how can I combine so-called, uh, we, don't want, we don't want the American school in the international, Uh, water so obsolete just by itself because we are in the community I want to make sure it's part of the community so that was my CMA project and eventually I put it into practice uh, So,
0: (laughs) and again for our listeners that's just another example of when you're ready to do your CMA project you don't have to invent something you know way out there you're already doing something at your school. That you're passionate about that would make a great project and you simply tell the story about that so again uh we're visiting today with ken sue certified master athletic administrator from taiwan we're going to take another quick break but we'll be back this is the educational ad podcast we also want to thank sideline interactive for their support sideline interactives indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone. Ken, uh, one of the things we try to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, What are some things that you do at your school that when you take a step back and try to evaluate uh, objectively, you can still say with equal amounts pride and humility, Boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices that you can share?
1: Sure, thank you. Um, I actually wanted to uh, follow up from what I just shared about my CMA project. Uh, I, uh, my project that I actually put into practice this past two years as an AD at my school was to reconstruct, rebuild the athletic program from K through 12. Uh, my goal, again trying to, uh, I think, it, I think it, 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 it came from my experience with the these, uh, professional baseball teams What I see how the minor leagues uh, functions so They will support the major leagues. So I wanted to, my idea was to build up the athletic program uh, like a pyramid where I can maximize the younger age uh, student athletes, their interest in involving in sports and activities in the, in the young, young, younger age level, elementary level, and when they make it to the middle school level, when they come, when they, when they become the the center core part of the pyramid, they start to feel um, that the team atmosphere, uh, that that what's called so called a team. Well, when the fun part is still part of the important part of student athletes, team atmosphere, but then there are more instruction, more, more systematic organized instruct, instructions being involved in that middle school level. And once students move up into high school level for those of them find their interest in doing, in diving into particular sports or or even all sports, now they have even more specific instructions from uh, experienced professionals uh, to guide them, to help them. Uh, and as my CMA, one of my, big part of CMMA project was to to outreach to my uh, school communities, outside my, both within school community as well as outside the school communities. Uh, And just like all the 80s, all hands are tied, it's hard to find coaches, it's hard to find referees, also it's hard to find coaches within the school community. So uh, I I had the luxury uh, with the permission from the head of school, Uh, being able to recruit uh, sports professionals from outside the school communities for them to come into the school to work with our student athletes with the understanding of our school philosophy, our mission statement that I I understand. I know uh, students are working with those professionals. They bring the same ideas. Uh, This is a student uh, athlete. This is educational ethics environment. to to grow them, to work with them. Uh, At the beginning, students were, and parents, they weren't really sure about uh, having non-school staff or uh, teachers to work with them will work. Um, I continue to uh, explain uh, and then show them uh, how this could help our students, their involvement, uh, their interest level, because uh, the least thing I wanted to see is Uh, Regardless how much uh, support from my own colleagues, I I do not want students to spend another two hours after school, after a long day in classroom, that two hour become another, not to say the PE class time is not important, but if it's another hour, half, two hours, just the PE class rerun, it's not helping those students, athletes who wanted to move into the next level. So I, I continue to explain to them having those professionals, knowing how our school structure looked like uh, with their supports, uh, student and school community and the parents eventually uh, bought into what I wanted to bring to them. Uh, so by, before I left, all our varsity teams, all three major sports, they took the first place for the first time in the school history uh, soccer, volleyball, basketball, boys and the girls. And I was very happy for the students. Uh, it's not just for myself, because I feel it's, it's about time to put the banner on the wall inside the gym. Uh, it's show to the student, school community and the students, you put in the effort in there and what I could do as an AD, as a school, I will do whatever I can to find the best resources to support you. So this is the structure. This My CMA project actually worked. Uh, And I hope that that, that, the success will continue. Even the new ADs, uh, everyone has his or her own practice but I think setting up the good examples, the important part is to appreciate the local communities where you are because there are a lot of resources you can reach out to just like your program that I, I, I like I, I never knew what final form or how to could support. If I knew, I would use their service for sure. I, I don't have to do all the Google form everything all by myself. So I think outreach to your local communities that, that outreach to those are very good resources can support your success to support your student athletes.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I, I think, you know, many schools uh, in the United States are looking for that connection with their community. Uh, and you know, that, that would be a reason that they want to reach out and pick your brain a little bit. So how would they do that? How do our listeners get in touch with Ken Sue and, and find out more about uh, how he does things?
1: Um, as you share, my my info is on the NIAA portal. But at the same time, uh, my email is kensu, one word, dot, g as go k as ken again at gmail.com
0: okay again thanks for sharing that uh and again you can check out ken's information on the in uh, iaa portal we're going to take a quick break but we're going to be back with some more wisdom this is the educational ad podcast we also want to say thanks to wall of fame by vital signs you know they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life They've got a variety of interactive touch screen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to Vital of Fame.com. You can also call them at 614 981 3589 or you can email them at Sales at Vital That's Sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com hey welcome back everyone uh, our guest today is ken sue certified master athletic administrator uh, from taiwan ken uh, one of the questions we've been asking our athletic directors um, relates to this idea of, of coaching toughness a uh, hundred years ago when i was in high school Uh, My coaches would say things like, come on, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And we knew what they meant. Um, I think in the many years since then, uh, we found better ways to communicate that idea. But uh, toughness uh, is a very important component of sports and of life. So my question to you is, how can we help kids develop toughness while also being sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a a kid today is going through. Uh, Do you have any advice for us? Uh,
1: Yes. Uh, I think, uh, as I have shared with you that that I was uh, born and grew up in Taiwan, Asia, Uh, uh, very similar to the old fashioned way, uh, education style that when the coach, when the teacher said one, two, three, there's no four, five, six coming from us. That's just follow, follow, follow. Um, uh, Being able to experience education, both uh, from the East as well as in the West, uh, I found myself uh, embrace uh, more of the support and encouraged style of uh, teaching coming from the West. But at the same time, uh, I often remind my students and our teams, that toughness uh, is also very important in part of your student ethic career. Um, What I meant to them was that uh, I I understand the environment is different internationally uh, comparing to back home in the States. In here, because most of the students, they have yet to have the opportunity to experience what the sports environment or the level of competition looks like back in the States. So when it comes to junior varsity level, varsity level, they in here in the international water, in my school, as an example, they feel it's easy. Like everyone can make JV or varsity easy like that. So what I try, what I, along with coaches, what I try to bring to them is they uh, uh, bring in, uh, again, my outreach, my CMA project come into play. I, I, I will always bring in uh, local s- school sports teams uh, coming to our school to play uh, with our own teams, uh, even though it's their sports specific schools that practice five days a week, they even Saturday, Sundays, early in the morning, later in the evening, it's totally different uh, uh, school background, cultural background compared to our school and our student athletes. But I want to for them to see when, when there, there's another world outside our school wall, that those people, when you graduate outside, when you graduate, those people will be someday down the road competing against you in particular field, probably not on the sports field, but there will be someone you compete in your profession someday down the line. So you have to learn that toughness. When you play against those tough teams, uh, I always tell I always tell them, do not read the scoreboard. The goal of me playing against them is to see and to learn what are the things you see good at them, learn from them. I don't want you to, I do not want you to see the, the end score because you will look bad, really bad and you will ended up being angry at me. Say, Mr. Su, why are you bringing those things coming to smash us like? I say, that's my, not my goal. Let me again rephrase myself. The important part, I want you to, I want to build up your toughness through learning, seeing the good and learning from them and ask how, what are the things they do to make them so good? There are tough trainings, there, there, there are specific ways of doing that, that, that drills that within the availability of our timetable and the available, available resources. There are ways we can also help you to build up that kind of skills in our school settings that can help you to bring build that toughness. So I think bring that, that competition And then see, my goal is that our kids see the real world in a supportive education encouragement way saying, they're so good, I don't expect you to be like them because they train differently. Based on what you have, based on what I can support you, if you divide, if you devote your heart and soul in there, I will do everything I can to support you. And eventually you you will see the difference in yourself, you don't have to be someone, MBA, probably not in your, in, it's, it's not down the road for you, but then someday down the road in there, maybe if you're in the States in college, in junior college, maybe you can make the school teams, maybe that's the goal. So I think bringing up the toughness is to see, for me is to see the real world in the encouraged in educational way, that's my approach.
0: Well, what a great uh, application and uh, I would even say testimony of educational athletics and uh, how that athletic experience can help our kids uh, and even the coaches, you know, grow a little bit. This has been really cool getting to know you, Ken, uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, We always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, You know, you shared your story of, uh, you know, becoming a young athletic director to the journey of an experienced AD. But in just a moment, I'm going to challenge you to send out uh, a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. We're going to take a quick break and hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsor the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Ken Sue is going to put in his Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We wanna thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you to the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to connect with your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone. We've been visiting with Ken Su, a certified master athletic administrator all the way from Taiwan. Ken certainly knows his way around the world of athletics, but right now I'm gonna have him send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only gonna let him put three things in their toolbox. So, Ken Su, what three items are going to go in your new athletic director's toolbox?
1: Thank you. Uh, I think a lot of ADs touch on uh, a lot of tools that I appreciate, that I wanted to practice myself down the road in the future whenever opportunity comes again. So, my tools, my uh, suggestion uh, to the ADs uh, or upcoming 80s first is that uh, knowing where you stand that means uh know your position uh know your position well where you stand both within and outside the school community uh the reason of me saying that is a lot of time we we try to do so much and then uh one of my career goals is that i wanted to move up like like you Jake, you were in the administrative administrative role as a principal before that i want i i wanted to Put, I wanted to continue to learn uh, to move up to the position someday. The goal is not that, not just in the position for the title. I wanted to be able to understand when i in in, in a different role, uh, why are some of the things when AD make the request, I have to say no. Will I be able to change my mind and then to say yes back to the AD to support the sports that I love or, or simply because I'm a different position. So I have to say, because in the bigger picture, I have to uh, uh, kindly reject the request. So I think uh, the import, first important one is knowing where you stand, knowing your position. And I, I'm i sure a lot of young ADs wanted to do so much and, and thought they could do so much. And then, uh, Knowing your role, either become an excellent manager or ready to move into become a good leader. Because I was told by my head of school before, say, Ken, uh, you are an excellent manager. You have managed everything well, but then you have to learn how to become a leader. There's a difference between different roles. And second part is, again, connect back to my CMA project. Uh, I, will, I will encourage all the ADs to appreciate uh, your staff uh, especially the local staff, uh, I, I, I said that simply because I and in the inter- international water. I think those uh, local staff, they are, for me, they are so-called the hidden force, the hidden support that, that, is, that offers so much that you have no idea uh, things can get done that, that easily. I think be, uh, in the international water because of the language barrier, the local staff, they can, what they play the important role that can support third program so much. And I think it also it could also apply to back home in the States. Uh, appreciate, I think other ADs also mentioned this, appreciate your staff being there to say hi to the janitors, uh, uh, cleaning ladies, uh, say hi to the front office staff, say hi to the business office staff. I think these are these are the people who work together, help you to build up your program altogether. So that's the second part. I think appreciate your local staff that, 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 that work with you together to build up the program is important. The next the next part, the third tool is that always think, uh, I don't know if one step ahead is enough. I, I, I would say just think for your backup plans, uh, you you prepare for the worst and hope and for the best. Um, I when I returned back at uh, the same school as a middle school physics teacher again. Uh, back in my mind, I still wanted to be an AD, but I never know when when it's gonna the opportunity is gonna come gonna come. But then at that time, I started to plan uh, if I were an AD again, what do I wanted to do? what are the things I wanted to accomplish. So when the opportunity actually opened up, then I was able, I, I'm, I was prepared. So I was able to put everything into practice with plenty of time, a, a, a year ahead. So I can start to plan things, uh, bring bring this piece in there, take the piece out. And then at the end, eventually be able to put my plan into practice. So always have the backup plan in mind even though you don't see the openings there, think if you were in the position, like like, like I just shared with you all at the beginning of the session, I think I could do the job. So if you think you could do the job, plan, think. If you were in the role, what are the things you wanted to do? What are the things you think you can accomplish? Make a plan when the opportunity comes, bring out the notes, there you go. So these are my three tools to share, thank you.
0: I love that idea about articulating, you know, that backup plan, Uh, you know, so very important. As, you know, any of our listeners know, you know, you can have six things planned for the day. And sometimes you don't get to that because other things come up. So uh, having that backup plan in place, very good stuff. Ken, one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you?
1: Uh, My email is kensu, one word, dot GK, at gmail.com, or again, in that AAA portal, you can always find my info there.
0: Ken Su, thanks so much for joining us today, all the way from uh, Taiwan, and all the best moving forward. Thank you. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of every interview get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. And before we go, we want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to HometownTicketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Once again, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. Uh, We're recording this on May 31st. First, and we're about um, one month, maybe five weeks away from releasing the second edition of the Athletic Directors Toolbox. Uh, this book will contain the second round of 150 interviews with some of the best athletic directors in the country and in the world. So look for the second edition of the Athletic Directors Toolbox on Amazon coming out uh, the first or possibly second week in July.